I mean, it's Georgia, it's Alabama, and it's Missouri. If you had to ask me, it's a 2A, 2B. (laughs) What's happening, college football fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Saturday Six Podcast. That guy over there, that is my brother, Tyler. I am AJ, and we're back to talk college football. Week 11 is in the books. We are getting closer and closer to the end of the season, championship week. The New Year's Six playoff, I mean, all of the things that we love the most about college football, but first we got some uh, some recaps to do. We want to talk about the games we picked last week against the spread. What's going on, brother? Thank you for being on for another episode. Spoiler alert, we think we know college football, but we only kind of know college <laughs> football. Uh, both of us going three and three this week. Yeah. So against the spread. I think I went 6 and 0 straight up. You went 5 and 1 straight up. That's pretty respectable though. Right. Hitting those money lines would be a, a, a lot nicer if you put a little parlay money line on those six games, you would have would have hit on that. So, can't be mad at that. Still well above 500 against the spread this year when picking these games something is that is not easy to do if you come out 500 maybe slightly better two three games better you're feeling good but man we're, we're coasting right now so uh continue to follow the picks if you got a little money to spare throw it out there follow some of these or fade them can't hate you for fading them either gotta do what you think is best so We will jump into a recap episode, recap week 11. Also want to talk about the new top 25 college football rankings that came out last night, sitting here on a Wednesday. Last week, man, we we picked picked three and three, but uh, a lot of these games, like you said, went how we thought they would go. Um, Six and oh for you picking straight up and five and one for me. First one we started with was that big game going down in Nittany Lions territory. Lions territory was Michigan going to Penn State. And this line was like four and a half, right? And Michigan ends up covering that pretty easily. Like the game was, the game seemed like it was never really in doubt for Michigan. For me, this Penn State offense just never was going to get it done against this Michigan defense. End up winning 24 to 15, easily covering four and a half. Didn't throw a single pass in the second half. They were able to run the ball 38 times in a row to end that game. That's uh, how much they were in control going down the stretch there. Yeah, recording our picks podcast, we had touched on it, but we hadn't had the news yet. Um, Jim Harbaugh, Michigan's head coach, has been suspended for the remaining three weeks of the regular season uh, by the Big Ten commissioner. And he was not the head coach on the sidelines. He will be able to coach in practices and stuff, but it looked like he was still there on the sidelines. This score, this 24 to 15 score does not reflect the dominance that I saw on the field by this Michigan team. I think a team that is able to not pass the ball and just run the ball over and over again and just lean on a defense for a second half um that is a really good football team and that's a football team that's going to win more games uh they do have some big tests coming up not this upcoming week but 
Uh, after that, we look forward to the Michigan Ohio State game. So, well, and that's the part that's even better if you're a Michigan guy. Like, you didn't even show anything for Ohio State on film, right? And like, you were just, just imposing your will. You're just running counter and and ISO up the middle for the entire second half. You didn't even have to put anything on film for the Buckeyes to potentially look at for that matchup down the road. So, yeah, really impressive by Michigan. Obviously, only the second loss for Penn State, but. It just seems like every year there's a lot of like potential. Could they break through? Could they get over that hump, that Michigan Ohio State hump? And again, this year it's looking like ten and two with two of those losses being to the top four teams in the country, which you know yeah. is nothing to shake a stick at, but unfortunately falling short of a lot of your goals. Mathematically, they are out of the Big Ten race. Right. Uh, it's going to be Michigan or Ohio State for the Big Ten East. Exactly. And for the college football playoff, if one of those teams can continue to win ball games, So let's move on. Let's talk about an ACC matchup that we picked last week. This was an interesting game. Came in 14, 14 points. The Seminoles were favored by at home against the Miami Hurricanes. We both just thought that's ah, a little too high, right? Like Florida State has played up and down this year. They played some games closer than they should have. Although they are undefeated, although they are in the top four of the college football playoff ranking, it's just been kind of tight for the Seminoles lately. And so we took Miami. That was the right call. Final score here, 27 to 20. Knowles keep on winning. Hadn't been impressive, but they keep on winning. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke, I believe he went down in this game. So Miami was operating with their backup quarterback, and uh, that was just not going to be enough to get the job done. Yeah, I think you covered it really well. Uh, you hit the n- nail on the head, so to speak. FSU, the, they've been playing a lot of games really close, and it's a scary thing to see. It's it's not one of those sneaky backdoor covers for Miami. Miami played FSU really well, um, and at times you saw their offense struggle, and I think FSU's defense did what they expected them to do, but these close games are really interesting, especially when you're talking about they're the number four team in the playoffs going into it. So, you know, impressive wins do matter to keep you at that spot, especially if the three teams ahead of you are still winning. So something to keep an eye on. They need some more statement wins, in my opinion. Yeah, Jordan Travis had an okay day. They were kind of able to run the ball as well with the running back Benson. So able to do just enough there in Dote Campbell to get that big win over their rival. We'll uh, obviously keep a close eye on Florida State to see if any chaos goes down before that ACC championship game. So moving on to the SEC, a game that we had very, very big interest in, our Georgia Bulldogs, the number two team in the country. They were hosting Lane Kiffin and company, the number nine ranked Ole Miss Rebels. It was close, right? It was right around uh, 10 and a half for this game, right? When you thought Rebels able to keep it a little bit closer, but Georgia wins. I thought this was a profound, big emphasis win here for Georgia. I thought they would cover, and boy, did they cover. Dogs 52, Ole Miss 17. What you got to say about your dogs, man, on offense, on defense, on special teams, Obviously, you get your boy Bowers back. We talked about that might be a possibility, and it was. He looks healthy. He looks like Brock Bowers. You get the right tackle of Marius Mims back. That's huge. Really just all-around great performance by the dogs. It was it was impressive against a top-10 team. 
Taking the words right out of my mouth, man. I don't like going second on these. <laughs> hey, lead it off if you need to. Lead it off. But, but yeah, I mean, you, you got a healthy Georgia team. This is the Georgia team that we've been looking to see. You get a healthy Amarius Mims at tackle. You get a healthy Brock Bowers. Lab McConkie is in full form. Uh, defense, obviously, you lose your starting linebacker, Jamon Dumas Johnson. And then you have two freshmen in C.J. Allen Boy. And uh, Raylan Wilson, who 33. In, and CJ Allen has a freaking freshman all SEC coming type out of game. party. Coming out um, party. This kid is going to be special. I mean, if you go back and watch that game, he is flying around the yeah. field like, like Nicobe Dean, Roquan yeah. Smith, Quay Walker flying around the field. He yeah. looks good. He, he looks like a future Buck Kiss Award winner, no doubt. Uh, but it was just utter dominance. It's a, obviously it was an important one. It's senior night there in Athens. So, you know, they want it that much more. And uh, I think. How so, about Kendall Milton? Yeah. I mean, running backs had an Career incredible high. game. Carson Beck. I mean, dude, sneaky Heisman. There's sneaky another 300. One. There's another uh, 300 he, game. He, he's a quiet one. He's not flashy <laughs> with it, but he's there. Oh, and, Non-Georgia fans hate us right now. Kirby Smart and Lane Kiffin are good friends, and yeah. I think I think that's why. I, well, I think there's two reasons why this score is so huge. I think one, I think Kirby likes to hang it on his friends, his bragging rights, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I think the other reason, and I was texting you in the middle of this game, when Ole Miss goes for the fake punt and converts on fourth down, it was like fourth and 13. Oh, you know and, that pissed him and, off. And Ole Miss converts on a fake punt, and it pissed me off. I texted you, and I was like, all right, let's hang 50 on him. I'm over this crap. <laughs> That's a BS move. I don't like it uh, just because we were on the wrong side of that one. And, uh, yeah, Georgia hangs 52 on him just like I wanted him to do. I can't even be mad about picking this one wrong, but – yeah, it was a big game all around. The defense really stepped up. I mean, really able to hold Jackson Dart in 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 control the entire game. Obviously, he gets banged up, and Spencer Sanders, the transfer, comes in at the end. But, I mean, Judkins, he had 75 yards, but it was like three and a half a carry. He was able to get their two scores on the ground. But uh, overall, just dominating performance. And speaking of dominating performances, also in the SEC, Missouri. I mean, damn! They just they just took Tennessee out to the, out back and put a whooping on them, thirty six to seven. We talked about we kind of view these teams as kind of equal going into this game. You were on one side, I was on the other. Neither one of us super confident in that three spread, that minus three for uh, Missouri. They got more than three, man. I mean, twenty nine. <laughs> <laughs> they were at home. They were in Como, but I mean, what a dominant performance! Missouri looks really good. They proved uh, after that Georgia game that they're still a really good team in the SEC. Yeah, and I mean, Luther Burden had a good night. He was healthy. He did play the whole game. But the story here is Missouri's run game. Um, well, Missouri's run play. Mm. We'll call it Missouri's run play because because. Schrader probably ran that outside zone play a good 25 times at least this game, and it was unable to be stopped. I mean, you saw that success against Georgia. Once they can get him out to that perimeter, he's a tough guy to bring down in in, in space. And Georgia and, and Tennessee are two of the best run defenses 
in the SEC this year. I mean, yeah. it's no not like they're slouches. It's not like he's doing it against Ole Miss or LSU. He went for over 200 yards on the ground, I believe. I mean, he's easily the top running back in the SEC right now. He looked really freaking good, and this was a huge win for Missouri, especially coming back against uh, from that loss against Georgia. Is Missouri the third best team in the SEC? They could be the second. <laughs> Get out of here. In the SEC total. Yeah. I mean, be- I mean, it's Georgia, it's Alabama, and it's Missouri. If you yeah. had to ask me, it's a two A two B type you're, thing. You're I, wild and right. I want to. I, I want to see them on a neutral field, man. I think. I think Missouri could have a good day. I think Alabama's probably overall, yes, the better team. Um, but I think on a neutral field, on you know a good day for Missouri, I think that they have what it takes to you know, pull some upsets here, man. I I really Bro, do. I, they got a I, good quarterback. They got good receivers. They have the best running back in the SEC. Look, their, I, their defense is where I have a little bit of questions because obviously yo, you yo, yo, Georgia yo. score at will, but we just, we just lost all of the, our Crimson Tide listeners. I, I somewhat agree with you, but keep it down for those Crimson Tide fans, bro. We just lost all of them. Hey, I, Dude, Alabama's going to be one heck of a team. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. Uh, by the end of Saturday, we had learned that Alabama and Georgia have both uh, locked up their divisions and they will yeah. be meeting each other in the SEC championship. Um, and Alabama's definitely de- deserving. Uh, that'll be one heck of a game. Yeah. But, I mean, Missouri's good, man. I hear you. Hey, before we look forward, any, any more lists? Keep recapping. We got two more games, Pac-12 games that we picked last week and games that we kind of missed on. These were two teams, top six teams that we thought should be able to cover some spreads here. Washington 35, Utah 28. Washington gets another win, but another close win, right? Like they were favored by eight. They win by seven. You know, it's close enough, but another close win. Washington just seems to kind of be eking these out last few weeks. And then Oregon 36, USC 27. Again, Ducks didn't quite cover as big, 15 and a half. Obviously only nine there, um, but Ducks do get it done at home. Big win for Oregon to uh, continue to – looks like it's going to be a showdown between those two teams unless Oregon State has something to say about it. But what did you take away from those Pac-12 games? Washington's kind of similar to FSU. They're doing just enough to win, um, and they're edging them out. But I was actually really impressed with Utah's defense to be able to keep Michael Penix and yeah, all the freaking – I mean, they get they got two first-round wide receivers on that offense. Utah's defense was really impressive. I like what they were able to do. Uh, they kept it really close for about three quarters uh, at least. And then – for me, I was I was a little disappointed in what Oregon's defense was wasn't able to do. I I thought that they had a good chance of keeping USC to a lower score than that. Um, they do get the win though; it's impressive. I mean, Oregon Washington are two really good Pac-12 teams or Big Ten teams playing in the Pac-12 <laughs> right now. Yeah, um, don't forget. So that'll be j- just another interesting match up later on down the road we might get to see that one again too the biggest takeaway for me man is is got to be this washington defense right like we talked about utah's defense is pretty good 
I mean, as, about as good as a Pac-12 defense is going to get. So yeah. I kind of expected them to not let Washington score 50. But for this Utah offense, who has just been piss poor for the entirety of the season, without Cam Rising, this is, I've said it, I'll say it again, not the same Utah offense that we're used to seeing put up 40 points every week. For them to put up 28, and I think, I could be wrong, but I think all 28 were in the first half. So the defense did, you know, make some plays in the second half. But this Washington defense, when you talk about like those top four, top five, like those undefeated teams at the top of the rankings, like I think this Washington defense is probably the worst side of the ball out of any of those teams. Does that make sense? Like worse yeah. than Ohio State's offense? I would I, I, definitely. Worse I, I would than Florida State's agree with you. defense. You know, like maybe, yeah. I don't know. That, one, that one's probably the the closest of what so you're. It just makes to get you nervous at. because obviously the offense is elite, but the defense is like ranking in the hundreds for pretty much most major statistical categories on defense has just been has been really bad when they when they run into a team that can throw those haymakers with them it's going to be tough for Washington but um let's go ahead and recap we got those six out of the way from last week want to touch on the college football playoff rankings so far we have an update a little bit of movement last week there wasn't a ton of movement this week there's a little bit of movement right and what is it it's the dogs at number one, reclaiming that spot. Number one, Georgia. Ohio State falls to two. Michigan's going to stay at three. Florida State at four. Any complaints? We know you like griping and complaining. Any complaints about that top four if the playoffs were, start to, were to start today? Big fan of griping and complaining. First off, not a gripe or complain. I think that the playoff committee got it absolutely right, bumping Georgia up one. I know, big homer here, but – I think what the college football playoff committee was crediting Ohio State with the past couple of weeks was that their best two wins looked a lot better than Georgia's best two wins. Right. And now you're seeing their best two wins is uh, Penn State and Notre Dame, mm-hmm. two Notre loss Dame team, lost again. four yeah. loss team. So they're not looking so good. And then I think obviously that was a really good uh Missouri team that they actually ended up putting at number nine after beating up on Tennessee this week and uh an Ole Miss team who was number nine they're now only number 13 they only dropped four spots here those are two very good wins and the manner in which Georgia was able to dominate Ole Miss and the fact that they're healthy now I think played a big role in it but my gripe and complaint is Oregon should be number four I think Ooh, I think not Washington. I you on, jump you jump Washington with Oregon, who they lost to. Yes, I do because I wasn't very impressed with Washington's win over Utah. Um, while USC is not a very good team either, I think uh, I think that win is a little bit more impressive for Oregon. I think obviously we touched on it. We saw some deficiencies in Washington's defense, and that's where Oregon's defense is very good. Um, I would even probably put Washington over. I might bump Florida State down to six. It's yeah. not. Th- it's not I, that they're not good. It's just they haven't really shown me the elite level of play that's going to hang with numbers one through three. And I think Oregon is that team that could hang with Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan. 
I don't disagree. I think Oregon is probably the better team out of those three teams, to be honest. Prob- problem I, is, is there one loss? Right. That's the, and, that's the only knock on them. And so we asked ourselves a couple of weeks ago, what is this new committee value, right? To me, it seems like they value resume, right? We saw that with them putting Ohio State one until Georgia had the resume to beat it. And it seems like they value the eye test a little bit, right? Because – I mean, for me personally, I'm putting Washington ahead of Florida State. They, I think based on resume and based on eye test, I think they are the better team when it comes to those two. And I don't know. The other one that's kind of tricky is like I think Alabama, who's sitting at eight right outside, you know, right behind Oregon and Texas at six and seven. I think Alabama's probably better than four or five teams that are ahead of them. You they definitely it's- come on lately for sure. Right, and so it's like the more that the resume gets built and the more that the eye test continues to improve, Jalen Milrow looking really good, I could see a scenario where they start jumping some teams ahead of them that have one loss or no losses. But, uh, yeah, top four four is pretty clean to me. Like I said, Washington 5, Oregon 6, Texas 7, Alabama at 8. Obviously, the head-to-head there, they've got Texas ahead of Alabama. Then, like you said, Missouri sliding in at 9. The highest-ranked two-loss team are the Missouri Tigers right behind them the lowest ranked one loss team Louisville Cardinals still feel like it's a little high like not the not the lowest ranked one loss team Tulane you're, you're right snuck you're right. in there how, at number 24 how, folks. Dare, how dare I forget Tulane all the way down there at the <laughs> bottom um yeah Louisville's a little too high for me the quality win is not there um, Agreed. And, and obviously um that loss to Pittsburgh. I mean, losing to, by seventeen to what a two two win Pittsburgh team looks yeah. really bad. Um, Oregon State eleven, Penn State twelve, Ole Miss thirteen. They fall to thirteen. Oklahoma fourteen. LSU the highest ranked three loss team at fifteen. Anything in the five to fifteen range that sticks out to you? No, I think LSU is pretty deserving of fifteen. I mean. You start saying three losses, and you start writing teams off. Yeah, and I mean LSU. Yeah, you can write them off from the playoffs, but you know, from a ranking standpoint, which does matter. You know, following into the next season, I I, I like them there. I think they're better than three or four teams ahead of them, probably. I think they're probably better than Penn State at least. Yeah. They're sitting at 12. They can definitely score more points than Penn State, but uh, that Penn State offense that looked anemic might score 40 on their defense. (laughs) Maybe that's a bowl game we need to see. Um, 16, the Iowa Hawkeyes is like the ugliest 8-2 and you've ever seen in your life. 17, Arizona Wildcats, another three-loss team, actually the second-highest-ranked three-loss team, where the hell did these Wildcats come from, man? We were just giving Washington crap for only beating them by a touchdown. And turns out they're the 17th best team in the country, according to these uh, playoff rankings. So um, very interesting there. Tennessee 18, Notre Dame 19, North Carolina 20, Kansas State Wildcats at 21, still alive in the Big 12 title race. Utah 22, they fall to 22 after a loss. Oklahoma State falls a lot after an embarrassing loss to 23. Like you said, and Tulane Green Wave, currently the highest-ranked non-Power 5 team looking at a chance at a New Year's Six Bowl. And then Kansas rounds out the top 25. Any final thoughts on the new rankings? Not not a whole lot to be griping and complaining, as you like to say. No, I like it for the most part. Uh, 
Yeah, I just got the one. I'll, I'll leave it at there. <laughs> Number 24, Tulane, cleanest uniforms. Yep. Hey, obviously, it is likely to change, guaranteed to change after this next week. So we'll be back to recap it again in about a week's time. For my brother Tyler, I am AJ, and this was another episode of the Saturday 6 Podcast. We'll see you back soon.